When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Don't be a dick. Don't be an asshole. Let's have some good banter, some good fun, and most of all, very most of all, enjoy the sexy sax. Hit it. Last time in 2023. Go. But the best news is, kind of, I guess, kind of good news. Uh, Back to back. Last day of the year, first day of the year. We might get sexy sax back to back, you guys, and that would be a fantastic thing, but not to get too far ahead of ourselves here, let's talk about tonight's game. A 112 to 107 victory for the Suns. The second time, this time around, that we've gotten to see the big three uh, out there again. We knew that Bradley Beal was likely going to uh, continue to progress as many games as he came back, just as he started to fill himself out again, feel comfortable within his body, figure out his flow. And I think tonight was a great step in the right direction for him. You know, last game, you made a bet. On Bradley Beal and I felt at that moment I was like that's not the game to bet, bet mm-hmm. on Bradley Beal it's usually game two uh, because you know it's just it feels like he's just you know he's got to get back into the groove of things and tonight he started off like assertive he was strong with the ball uh, you know 10 of 13 I, I mean, like, he was he was really really good tonight uh, even on defense I thought he had a couple. He had a really nice block on, on one end and uh, the hustle he took a charge like I just thought Bradley Beal Played a very, very good game. And it's funny because Flex and I were sitting there talking. The more comfortable Bradley Beal gets, the more that dog starts to come back out. Yep. He starts to start chirping mm-hmm. and he starts to start talking shit. Yep. And it's beautiful to watch. I said at the beginning of the season, Bradley Beal's that dude. And everybody that wanted to trade him a week or two or three ago, uh, I think you're about to be sorely mistaken on how good this dude is. Yeah, you nailed it, brother. I mean, you see the chirping. You saw the dunk. Mm-hmm. Get, almost gave himself a concussion doing it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's the Brad Bill we we brought here. That's the guy that we envisioned coming to the Valley and being that guy that can hold down the fort when Devin Booker doesn't play great. 
like Devin didn't play great tonight. You got Bradley Beal. He's a he's an all-NBA player. He's a guy that averaged 20, 30 points a game two consecutive years just few years back this guy can play some basketball and i i echo what saul just said i i heard a lot of people saying i've seen enough of bradley bill it's time to get rid of him and i think you're probably going to be eating crow if we can stay healthy that guy is going to make an immense difference for this basketball team very happy for brad happy new year <laughs> the real deal bradley Beal. he's really here <laughs> We got Brad Beal. This is what we brought him into Phoenix for. The athleticism, the excitement, the passing, the efficiency. We saw it all on display tonight. And it made Suns basketball fun again. It did. It It was fun tonight. And his energy was infectious. The dunk happened. Then KD came down and got a dunk. Then we saw Grayson Allen go behind his head to book for a three-pointer. There was a three, four-minute stretch there that was the most fun Suns basketball we've probably seen in in the calendar year, I'd argue. That was a lot of fun, and we talked about it pregame. We got pace. They moved with pace tonight, and a lot of that had to do with Bradley Beal bringing the ball up with energy. I think that's one of the biggest things that's going to be a huge difference from what we've seen so far this season with Bradley out there is that he really does push the pace. Yeah. And it and it shows how much better this team can be when they play that way. Um, but beyond that, Saul, you also mentioned Bradley Beal's defense tonight was solid. Xavier is talking about it in the chat. Uh, you know, I just think it was probably because somebody called him out last game about it, and he, he probably called, took that he personally. Called, he called himself out. Himself out. Guys, he called himself he out. Called himself right over your out. head with the joke. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> the delivery was kind of, you know. You just have to give me a second. <laughs> my, bad, my bad. My bad. My bad, Uh But he did. That was something that he had made a mental note of and told us all as well is that he wanted better defense this time around, and I think we got that from him, so... Baby steps, but we're getting there. Um, and I also think probably uh, the minutes restriction in last game, too, probably played a little bit of a factor yep. in there. Not much, but a little bit. Tonight he played 35 minutes. So I, it seems like the minutes restriction is, is done. Finito. Yeah, over with. Honestly, now. like we, we said it, well, I, I know I said it before the in the pregame. They got to start pushing the ball with pace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had to start pushing the ball with pace. And you saw the tremendous difference yeah. when they did that. They pushed the ball. They had more tempo. The ball was swinging. Uh, guys had more opportunities to score at the rim. Uh, guys got more jump shots wide open. Uh, like in their in the in the last game, they were able to get <laughs> wide open shots mostly because you know Charlotte is not a great defensive team, but they were also sending doubles a little bit more frequently than Orlando tonight. Yeah, and the Suns were just whipping it around the perimeter, getting a wide open shot tonight. Mm-hmm. I, I like I said, subtle adjustments to try and improve a little bit more movement. They started incorporating that, and then they pushed the tempo, pushed the tempo, pushed the tempo. When you do that kind of stuff, it just makes it way easier yeah. on your offense. Yeah. It makes it way easier on all your players to be able to facilitate and and get clean shots and really easy shots at the rim too. Yeah. Uh, and then also, like I know we're gonna get into this, but there's a reason why. Nurk was very important tonight, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. Hey, hey, give me some, give me some dad. Uh, you, you called that. You, yeah. He nailed it pregame. He said more tempo. Now I was a little bit weary because I wasn't sure Brad would be in shape to do that, mm-hmm. but I was shocked. He pushed it. He made it look easy. And then I'm ha- I have another point about that. 
that we're going to talk about our next segment. But I'm I was impressed with what yeah. I saw tonight. Man. What encouraged me most was they did all this and they shot below thirty percent from three. Yeah. So they were getting quality mid range looks and getting to the bucket and and dominated in that way and. That's without those threes falling. If that connects, that's when we'll see. I, I, I don't have the stat sheet in front of me. I'll, I'll take a look when we do. I wonder how many of those threes were in the second half that were missed versus the first because I felt like they kind of went cold in the second <laughs> half. And so did Orlando. In that yeah, fourth yeah. quarter, it felt like everybody was missing threes. So I wonder how much that dropped the percentage yeah. down. They also said these were the two worst fourth quarter percentage uh three-point shooting teams in the league and it showed oh it showed, <laughs> oh, it showed, in the it showed. neither of them shot the ball great <laughs> from three tonight <laughs> all right well we talked a lot about bradley beal but let's look at our big three in our triple money presented by arizona lottery don't forget to get out and buy your holiday scratchers so the big three tonight devin booker look finished with 21 points four rebounds five assists kevin durant finished with 31 points five rebounds and five assists and Bradley Beal finished with 25 points, one <laughs> rebound, and two assists. Not a bad night from that's your fantastic. big three. Like, that's Lin- half your points right there. Linz, that's fantastic. Yeah. Like, when you got a big three, you want to chalk all three of them up for 20 a game. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what you want. You got 30, you got 25, you got 20. I mean, yeah, man, that's good basketball. And again, Devin didn't play good tonight. Like, Devin would be yeah. the first one to tell you. He didn't play well tonight. But that's the benefit of having Bradley Beal. You can afford one of these guys. And by the way, let's not let's not go too crazy with this. A bad game for Devin Booker is twenty five and five. Yeah. Like so, you know, when he's on his game, go. I'm sorry. No, 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 you're when he's on his game, and it's more like the thirty five and five that we're used to. Yeah, we're running away with games. And so, but Brad affords one of those guys to not completely have their game and still come away with a dub against a good team. They had more than half your points and more than half your assists. Yeah, a million percent. So uh, I said I would look up the stat. So they were four of eight from three in the first half. Okay. That means they were four of 19. Yes. In the second half. Yeah. So, yeah, that was not not great on that, on that front. But again, I some I, things but, to talk about. But because though. they were so efficient in that first half at the rim, around the perimeter, like Orlando had to adjust. Yes. And it freed some other things up again, but the pace was the biggest thing. Yeah. I can't even emphasize that enough. I know you got older guys in KD and, and Bradley's still trying to get his legs under him and stuff like that, but I just think if you push that ball more and more and more, the teams are going to struggle. Man, they're really going to struggle yeah. against the Suns. Yeah. Well, and especially because if you look at the first half of this game too, like the offense was moving a little bit more well-oiled mm-hmm. in the first half than yeah. it was in the second half too. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense, but that'll come with time as they continue to feel each other out and uh, get to know each other just a little bit more. But this also, I think when you look at those numbers, I think it can speak to the fact that all three of them are so selfless. Like we talked about that at the beginning of the season before we even got to see them in action, because that's what every single one of them talked about. Everything they said was what you wanted to hear from a big three, because that was a lot of the concern is. There's so many mouths to feed here. There's only one ball. How is everybody going to get theirs? And we, I think collectively as Suns fans, weren't really worried about that, but we hadn't seen it in action necessarily. Now we're starting to see it in action, and I think those numbers kind of speak for themselves that they're really good at spreading the wealth. And it it doesn't feel oftentimes like somebody's like, I got to get mine because I only have 21 points tonight or whatever it may be. Well, 
I, I liked what Devin Booker did. <laughs> Devin, uh, about midway through, and I know this because Devin Booker was in my parlay, so I was like, oh, he only needs six more points, and he didn't score for the rest of the game <laughs> halfway through the third quarter, um, and he kind of went cold. But instead of forcing it, he just opted to to get other guys involved. Yeah. That's a really hard thing to do yeah. when it looked like he was kind of on a heater earlier in the game. Yeah. It's a hard thing to just drop that and be like, okay, well, I'm just going to defer. And I thought he had a couple opportunities to be able to score some more, but he he didn't force it. Yeah. I, I don't care. Honestly, I don't care if the Suns lost every single game. If they play the right way and they just let the game come to them and they don't force it, it's all going to pay off at the end. Yep. I really yeah. believe that. And so if the, as long as they keep this going and they play smart basketball, they don't force it. Because the minute they try to force it, the minute Devin Booker tries to force his – there's a shift. Yeah. Other players are like, well, then I'm gonna try and get mine, mm-hmm. and then you, then everything starts to fall apart. As long as you can tell that mm-hmm. you're you're not on, and you need to, you know, defer to other guys, and you're just gonna play within the concept of the team. Man, this could be such a beautiful fucking team by the end of the year. That point you're making is an excellent point. There was a there was a part in the third quarter where Devin came down and took three shots, missed all three of them. Mm-hmm. Right. That was him trying to find it. And it took three shots to say, I ain't got it. Let's go. That's that's yeah. something that is, there's a lot of people that aren't mature enough to make that type of decision. Mm-hmm. He took three shots, saw the game kind of slipping, said, you know what? They probably were three bad shots, actually. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't find it. And then you started seeing him go to Kevin, go to Brad and deferring. And that's the right time. There's a good time and a bad time to defer, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to defer early. and But in that case, he deferred, and it was it was a good move. It ended up working out. Yeah, it was the right choice. They went. <clears throat> Beal and KD went 12 of 18 in the second <sighs> half, 6 of 8 in the fourth quarter, so 6 of 10 in the third quarter. They had the hot hand, and they went to them, and they took care of business. They do not win this game without what KD and Bradley Beal yeah. did in the second half offensively. Because everybody else seemed to be MIA, so those mm-hmm. two guys carried the load uh, in the second half, and and I, I love seeing Book do that because all he all he's ever said was he wanted guys around him so he didn't have to take that load. Right tonight, he showed that he he knew. Okay, I'm not doing it right now, but these two guys got it, and he made sure that they got the ball. And mm-hmm. and, and you know what? You got five starters in double figures, mm-hmm. right? If Nurk gets one more point, you get four starters, all 20-plus. Mm, yeah. So so the Suns are who they are, right? They're top-heavy. They got five really good basketball players, and then you got to deal with some other stuff on nights where, where Eric Gordon shoots better and plays better. It, you know, the team is going to be better. But, I mean, when you got five guys in double digits in your starting lineup, I mean, it's not too much to complain about. Didn't they have five guys in double digits at halftime? I didn't even know that. But yeah. That's impressive. Uh, it makes it even harder, though, and more fun because now we never know who's going to be the big, bright, shiny star each night. That's true. But tonight, we gave it to, drum roll, please. Okay, Let's go, buddy! Bradley Beal! As we mentioned, he finished with 25 points, two assists. He was 10 of 13 from the field. Efficient basketball yeah. from Bradley Beal. You love basketball. to see it. Ethical, Eth- basketball. ethical basketball. I love to see it. I'm so happy for him because, I mean, he's he's been through a lot this year. And to come out and have that game, and it's against a good team. Yeah. Like against a good Orlando team. Uh, without Brad, we don't win this game. I mean, so many clutch baskets at the end. He just controlled mm-hmm. everything. So, yeah, so happy for Brad. Yeah, there's a couple of people in the chat who are pointing it out. Like, I know it's been a rough year for Bradley Beal, but 
you can't help but want to root for him because of that too. Yeah. Because obviously like the ankle injury and everything, a lot of it feels like it's been fluke stuff. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like just out of the blue, absolutely sucks. And kind of one of those things that I think the whole team kind of took to heart a little bit. You know what I mean? Like it put a legit wet blanket on our season for a hot minute and you feel bad for him having to go through all of that. So now that that he's back, that's behind us. Like you said, the Suns have their joy back. They're fun. Like they're they look like they're enjoying playing basketball again. Like you can't help but be well, happy for that. All three of them at a different point in the game were smiling. Yeah, you know, laughing about something on the court or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Book had that one turnover. He just kind of turned around. Oh, the travel, travel. the travel. He was just like, man, he just yeah, laughed it off. He yeah. was just like, yeah, you know, shit happens. You know, <laughs> those things. I think earlier in the season would have weighed down on them because there was so much more pressure. <laughs> Because you were missing one of your stars or two of your stars. Yeah. And so it, it just felt like a weight. And then also like just the the mental, uh, you know, uh, weight of knowing that you have help right there on the bench, but they physically can't help you. Yeah. And you you just keep waiting. Like every day yeah. you go to practice, is this the day? Yeah. I, I guarantee you they're just like us. They just feel like, is, is he that is he close? It, is, it this, is. is this today? Is this today? Yeah. Because, hell, we've talked about like we didn't know if Brad was going to be back on Friday. Or if he's going to be back today or if he's going to be back tomorrow. Like, and so the players don't know either. And so it's good to see him get back on the court and things are starting to shore up a little bit. Still some things we can tweak, obviously, but I I love, I do like the step-by-step progression and getting better every single time they get the court. And you could tell from last game to this game, there's significant improvement on, on the offensive side of the ball in terms of movement. And then also significant improvement on the defensive side Absolutely. in terms of connectivity. And and tonight defensively, it's not like they were completely like sharp. Like no. there's there's still a lot of room to grow, which yeah. is encouraging because they're only going to get better. I I really like Brad Beal's energy. Like I I don't think I can overstate it. He's a guy that that wears the emotion on his sleeves. Where yeah. Book and KD are more subdued guys and less something really major happens, you can feel it with Brad Beal when he's out there in those moments when he cuts with energy to the hoop, what he was doing when he dunked and and patting the head and getting guys fired up. There's something to be said for that kind of energy guy. (laughs) Uh, And it goes a long way when he's your, your third star too. And like we said earlier in the year, he's your third option. And we saw tonight just how explosive your third option can be and this isn't even full full throttle for him you know what's funny is uh, say what uh, i'm gonna say go ahead i don't think there's a third option there you go that's they're all number one i think they're (laughs) all number ones and they're again to my earlier point i think they're all just gonna feel the game yeah and then whoever's feeling it is the option yeah you know what i mean yeah so like i I don't think bradley beal takes the backseat to anybody same thing with kd same thing with book i think all three of them are number ones and I think they're all three of them are good enough to understand. I'm just not. I'm not. I don't have it tonight. So let me facilitate tonight and get it to other guys. And uh, that's the beauty of that's having a big beauty. three. Yeah. yeah, but if they're all number ones, they're also all number three. So you got. Yeah, the, yeah, you no, they, you, you got yeah, the best number true. three. And number twos, yeah. yeah like, I mean, every night thing. somebody's yeah. gonna be a one, two, or three. <laughs> but that's the that's the beauty of it, and it's true. So, I mean, there are big threes in this league that aren't quite built like that. Like they're mm-hmm. literally a one, a two, and a three. 
These are three guys that on any given game can come and drop 40, 50. Any, any single one of them. I'm telling you, Brad's going to have that bonker game. Mm-hmm. He's going to have it, and people are going to be like, damn, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know Brad Beal can do that. Yeah, yeah, he can. <laughs> Apparently, you didn't watch him watch yeah, it. Brad yeah. can do that. I, I want to bring up something, though. You yeah. Earlier in the week, we asked what percentage would Bradley Beal fix the things. You went like 70, 75, 75 right? Yeah. And I was like, come on, it's 50. Like, I, there's no way it's a... I will give you credit where I did not, and I think I said this the other night too, but where I did not think he was going to have as big of an impact is watching the ball move and making that fast pass. And he did it tonight again. You start seeing that ball whip around the perimeter and finding those guys, and that was that was missing. Yeah. And when he came back, all of a sudden, that became a lot easier for this offense, and he was initiating uh, some of that and and I could see where you said 75 just based off of that ability. Yeah. He's the best of the three at playing point five. Makes the decisions very quick. And so, yeah, good to see him out there, man. Oh, my God, I'm so relieved. Yeah. Also, uh, somebody in the chat, I can't find the comment, but they asked us to uh, give a tip of the hat to KD tonight because he had 31 points, five rebounds, five assists, and zero turnovers. Yeah. Turnovers so we got to give a we'll shout out. We'll talk about that. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. that We're going to talk about that. Uh, but don't forget to get out and buy your holiday scratchers. They start at just $1 and top prizes up to $500,000. So go out and buy your holiday scratchers today. You can find a retailer like our friends at Circle K near you at ArizonaLottery.com. You must be 21 or older to play. Also, if you are looking for a way to spend maybe your Christmas money, might I recommend our friends over at Shady Rays because they want to hook you up as well. Shady Rays has some of the best premium polarized sunglasses that you can get your hands on. And exclusively for you, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Just go to ShadyRays.com, use code PHNX, and you're going to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All right. I would like to applaud anybody that has not spent their Christmas money already. Congratulations (laughs) to you. I know. He he like burns a hole in your pocket. You just got to, you got (laughs) to, plus like all the good deals and everything right now. So I get it. I get it. All right. Let's take a look at the numbers presented by Desert Financial Credit Union, Arizona's number one. Credit union named by Forbes. Yeah, so here we go. I mean, uh, three-point shooting was not good on either side. The Suns, eight for 27, 29.6%. Orlando, 12 for 37, 32.4%. So neither of them shot the ball great, especially in the second half from three. That number, let's talk. Remember I said the three-point number, though, because that's going to come back later. Field goal percentage, the Suns were even 50%, 44 for 88. The Magic slightly below 46.7% on 42 for 90. The next number is the number that won the ballgame. That number, turnovers, Suns get six, Orlando has 16. Now, we have been talking for a while about the turnover number being in the teens. Mm -hmm. I think it was at 15 the other night, dropped down to six tonight. Bench points, when you get blown out on the bench 38 to six, and you still win a game by five against a good basketball team, typically you're going to look to turnovers, and you you typically will look to three-point percentage. I'm shocked. 
that the Suns lost the three-point battle tonight and lost the bench points and found a way to win this oh, game and well, turnovers. And they had fewer shots, there's, too. There's more than that, too. Go ahead, talk to me. They also lost the rebounding battle by, by, by 10. Yes. If you looked at those numbers <clears throat> and you didn't know what the score was, it would look like the Magic won. Yes. But, but they went to the free-throw line. Those points off of turnovers for the Suns yes. resulted in more points than the Orlando Magic. Yes. And, again, when we're talking about turnovers, this is the first time in God knows how long Six turnovers. Six, six, That's yeah. phenomenal. Only four of the farting, uh, st- uh, four of the starting five, not farting five. <laughs> four of the starting five. <laughs> they got five. a lot of gas out there. <laughs> they did. Four of the starting five had a, had a turnover. They all had one, and then there's two guys on the bench. Katie yeah. didn't have any. So, and, and you know how many steals the Suns had tonight? Twelve. Nice. Orlando only had two. So, I mean, they, these those are the hustle numbers. Yep. They won all the hustle numbers minus the glass. They got killed on the glass. Suns should not have won this basketball game, but they did. That's a sign mm-hmm. of a good team. Yeah. Look, the crazy thing, too, you, you bring up free throws. This wasn't a huge free throw no. night for them either. They only had 19. Correct. You know, and missed three of, of those 19. So this was you you limited turnovers like you're talking about. You had no margin for error. There was no mistakes that you could make, and they protected the ball. So kudos right. to them to clean that up tonight in, in a game where I, you know, they played fast too because sometimes when you pick up that pace, when you, you haven't, you turn the ball over more. They actually were more in control while playing faster. Well, because when you're, when you're playing faster, I, I know it's kind of counterproductive. You know, mm. it's weird because typically when you slow the ball down, you, you're trying to be a little bit more efficient with the ball and you're not, you're not taking risks. Right. It's the opposite with this team. When they're out and running, more comfortable. I, they, they're more comfortable, <laughs> and they they see those lanes a little bit easier for those passes, and and it just freed up everything. Whereas in the half court, it looked like at times it was a chore. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then then they would see like a sliver, and they try to nutmeg somebody, it, yeah. or think that they could get it. Yeah, and it, it wouldn't work out. Whereas today, that 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 little sliver became more of a gap, and they just. They hit it. Well, I never felt like when you're moving that fast, you can't make the lazy pass like they had. Yeah. Because a lot of the lazy passes that turned into turnovers was that kind of half flip handoff thing that would happen with these guys. And you can't do that when you're going fast. Yeah, we're beyond lazy flip handoff things. And now we're behind the back or behind the head type of pass. (laughs) Yeah. To book in the corner for a three. That's what the new year is bringing us for Suns basketball. That was definitely one of those. No, 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 no. Yes. 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 Beautiful. He was at the rim. He was like, like, just kidding. Say, what do you? Yeah. Yeah. It would have been. Thank God that went in because that that made one of the most exciting plays of the game. Absolutely. Um, A a couple other numbers that I do want to bring up and a lot of people are discussing it in the chat. Obviously, we got to talk about bench points tonight. The Suns only had six bench points of the four guys who saw minutes um, in that second unit and they all came from Chemezi Met too. So... There's been a lot of frustration with the way that Eric Gordon played in tonight's game. He got 30 minutes and he got a big old goose egg and he only took three shots. How are you guys feeling about EG's performance tonight? What do you attribute it to more specifically? I don't, I'm not anti EG tonight. I just felt like he played within the context of the team. He -hmm. didn't force anything. He, he did take a shot when he was open. That was in the second half. It was from deep and he missed it. I just, I, I just think that the, the flow just didn't go to him. Yeah. And, and that's just my my takeaway. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talked about the other night, like sometimes uh, I think it was uh, Book had a, like a first half where you're like, damn, is he even out there? 
tonight was kind of like one of those EG games where you're like, damn, is he even out there? Mm-hmm. You yeah. didn't really notice him, good or bad. It didn't matter. He was just kind of indifferent. I don't, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at him. I'm not, I don't, I don't feel like he could have done more. I just felt like it's just one of those nights where the ball just didn't flow your way. Yeah. And he'll get more of those as we go along. It just it just happened to be like that. He tonight. played 30 minutes. He had as many personal fouls as he did shots. Yeah. Now I don't know that that's on him, but at some point, especially when you're struggling at times in that third and fourth quarter offensively, and you've got a primarily bench unit out there, you're not running anything for him to see if he can be that spark from deep. I mean, he shot once every 10 minutes. He was out there. That I'm not blaming him. But we already went through this where even Frank Vogel was like, I should have got him more looks. But, but, you know? but that so, was because the other guys yes, were injured. Yes. But uh, and also like right. uh, sorry, right, I, I, no, you good. But like in the especially in the first three quarters, I would never run anything for EG because the big three were flowing so well. I don't need to run something for EG because these are the three dudes that are that are, are are here for this reason. And then they found Nurk down low. So I, I didn't feel like they needed to force it. Um, but I, I mean, I get your point that yeah. he should have had a couple more opportunities, but I, I don't know. This is just one of those games where I didn't feel like they needed to force it. I just find it odd. They kind of struggled offensively in the second half. Eric Gordon and Grayson Allen combined for four total shots mm-hmm. in the second half, three from EG, one from Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen was actually shooting fairly well in the first half. He was four of seven, only gets one shot. Yeah. Uh, in that second quarter now or in the in the second half now we did mention he had a, a potential layup that he turned into a booker three but i still think part of why they struggled in that second half was those guys didn't get involved whether by their own aggressiveness or where the ball mm-hmm. was trying to find them and if even when the the big three are going you're going to need those two guys to contribute and find their way to have an impact offensively because you saw the second half was not as pretty offensively. There were a lot of dry spells, and those are the two guys that are going to have to help them find their way out of those when the big three is either not on the court or they're having a few minutes where they can't carry it. I, I have a theory, okay? And and here's, here's my thing. Eric Gordon played 30 minutes, took three shots. Grayson Allen combined for 11 11 total shots. Here's the reason. 65 minutes. In 65 minutes. Now, here's the reason why I'm not tripping on that tonight. It's because you had five starters in double digits, Mm -hmm. and you really had a big four. Mm -hmm. I mean, you had Nurk almost score 20 as well. So when you got KD scoring 30, Brad Bill scoring 25, Book scoring 20, and Nurk is scoring 20, you're going to lose shots somewhere. Now, I, I believe, like, if we go back to the Charlotte game, EG got his shots off. The game, the ball finds people. When you play basketball the right way, it finds people. Tonight, it didn't find Eric, but not for a bad reason. Didn't find Eric because it didn't need to find Eric because you have four guys score 20-plus points. And so when that happens, you're almost a product of the team's success. That's what happened tonight. Eric was, Eric was a product of how good the team was playing and the ball just never found his way to him. But that's fine. I mean, he's still a threat out there. He still causes gravity with the three-point shooting. And I would not be shocked if we played tomorrow against Portland and EG hits five threes. Yeah. Like, that's just how the game played out tonight. I'm not really mad at it. Also, though. somebody else, uh, I forgot who made, made a good point in the chat. They said, 
uh, the the magic did not double as much as they mm-hmm. as, as the other teams have done. And since they didn't double, it didn't force the ball out of certain guys' hands enough Correct. in order to find somebody like an EG wide open on 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 the perimeter. Yeah. So again, like you said, the ball just happens. You know, the ball will find you within the context of the offense. It's it's kind of like water. Water will go to its lowest point. Yeah, it, it'll go to the wide open guy. When it when it, when things are flowing the right way, uh, yeah, and, and I agree, and I'm not mm-hmm. angry. I just and it's a it's a very small nitpick. I mean, you were and cussing and right before we I was, yeah, <laughs> I, I was screaming about. It. No, yeah, but it, it's a very small nitpick. But I I think those guys are that important mm-hmm. to where you're going long run. That it, if if you have multiple games where they're only getting four shots in the second half, that your offense isn't as crisp, that could be problematic tonight didn't wind up having a massive impact. Well, and let's be honest, like, I don't want to nitpick either, but without those six points from Chemezi Metu, we lose this game. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, talk to him, Lynch. I'm just saying. X Factor, maybe? I'm okay. (laughs) I'm okay with all the points that you guys made. I'm okay with EG having an off night, but maybe just, like, at least two or three points. Yeah. If you see the floor... (laughs) At least give me two points. You well, know I what I'm saying? Like, shout, you had a goose shout out to Mezzi, too. He was the second leading rebounder in tonight's game. And a night where they were not spectacular on the glass, he did <laughs> enough as well there. So the, He's yeah, a beautiful yeah. rebounder, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus, oh my God. This guy. He's got the best-looking rebound in the game. Such good form on a rebound. <laughs> did you see that shot, though? You see what EJ said on the shot? No. He meant to shot that three. And as soon as he released it, EJ was like, oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't hilarious. look good from the no, beginning. No, no, no. Right. Well, uh, don't forget to check out our friends over at Desert Financial Credit Union. For more than 84 years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union. And right now they want to hook you up. When you open a free checking account online, you can get $200 in bonuses. So get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. <laughs> that was a good way to just I think opening that. the uh-huh. can would have sounded better than the cough. I honestly. think so. <laughs> and of course, if you're looking for a fun night out, our friends over at Gila River Resorts and Casinos have you covered with an unprecedented level of entertainment and excitement that you will not find anywhere else in the desert. Their state-of-the-art gaming floor has over 800 slot machines, 15 blackjack tables, and live tables, and of course, Arizona's largest casino sportsbook. You do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit playatgila.com for more details. You got three hours to go put your shirt on like mine and go out there and uh, have some fun for New Year's Eve. uh, Absolutely. Okay, before we get into some uh, super chats and comments in the chat, I do want to give a little bit of love. To my favorite player, our PHNX factor, Yusuf Nurkic. Nurk, 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 I love Nurk so much. He finished with 19 points, three assists, 13 rebounds. And Nurk seems like he's having the time of his life with the big three and the teammates he has out there. He's just eating night in and night out. Yes, yes. I mean, listen, we, we talked about his impact. It, whether you want to look at the stats or not, it doesn't matter. His his gravity at the rim. The Suns were playing their best when he was in the lineup. Yeah, like flat out. When he came out of the lineup, they struggled a little bit, especially with Orlando and the rebounding and their size. So I really, really love the more Nurk plays, yeah. the more and more and more I see what the Suns were seeing yeah. in, in terms of getting him here uh, in the first place. And that's not a knock on anybody. It's just Don't even when they talked to, when they yeah. talked about fit. 
Like I, it looks like Nurk is starting to get more and more comfortable. He's getting better and better, and it's just it's great. They yeah. trust they trust the hell out of him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he listen. Nurk is the other night you said Grayson's your favorite player on the team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aside from the top three. I, I'm I'm starting to feel like Nurk's my guy. No, man. even with the top three. Nurk's even with my okay, guy. so yeah. yeah, I mean, you know I why think Nurk is the sweet baby angel. He might of the be season. that you've been looking for. No, he 100 percent is. Yeah, I I just love him. I I think he's. Yeah, you're, uh, you're already dusted off Yuta, huh? Sorry, Yuta. <laughs> yeah, I, I, so is Frank Vogel. To be fair, <laughs> to be fair, I never nominated Yuta. Gerald okay. nominated okay. Yuda. I, I think you guys Yuda. nominated okay. Yuda. Not, can, can a sweet baby angel be a sarcastic on Twitter? Yes, 100%. You know what? Yeah, McKayla Look, Nurk's my guy, though, too. I, I love everything that he's doing on the court and off it. I think he's he's got the right mentality, and he's just a, a, a lunch pail guy. Mm-hmm. Going to go out there and do the thing. I'll tell you who Nurk reminds me of. On that 21-22, that run to the finals... That team, there was a glue guy on that team that everybody loved to be around. He was great in practice. He was great in the, on the airplanes and locker room. And that was Dario Sarich. Yeah. Oh, Everyone loved the homie. Nurk is that for us. He's that guy, but on steroids. Because mm-hmm. he is significantly better than Dario And Sarge. also, I think he's got a louder personality than yes. Dario. Like, yeah. Dario was that guy, but he was more subtle with he's it, more quieter. Subtle. Yes. Uh, Nurk is much more vibrant mm-hmm. and just... In your face, yeah. So I could see like, why, like why you guy. think it's the same, but on yeah. steroids. Nurk yeah. is a perfect blend of like softy, fun, and I will fuck I'll you up. You. Yes. I'll kill you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, That's it, what I was gonna it, say. It's, it's like a perfect blend. Yeah, yeah. Walmart. Walmart. Listen, I'm a yeah. He no. Listen, I, I'll be honest with y'all. Nurk is the guy that if Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and Brad Bill on a road trip are trying to go to a club. They're like, yo, call Nurk to come with us. Yeah. Like, Nurk's going to get us yeah. in. And, and he'll and end we, somebody and gonna be straight. if they yeah, mess with Yeah, and we're going to be straight because Nurk will smile at you and say, let my boys in if you say no, bop. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I hadn't put I together, though? The the three games, the dark games, the dark ages last week, right? Okay. Where we thought no energy. They looked like they weren't having fun. They just, Nurk wasn't there. That's true. That's true. Nurk wasn't there. I try to true. say that on Christmas. I'm like, Nurk makes a difference. That is but, true. Yeah. And plus, like, he's just so memeable. Like, I think Jordan on Twitter had tweeted it out after last game because Nurk posted all these pictures on Twitter of his teammates. Like, find you someone who loves you as much as Nurk loves his teammates. <laughs> and I think that's a big reason why there's so much trust there, yeah. too. It's like yeah. they've bonded on a, a personal level I love off it. of the court. I love it. In a very quick way. Um, so just got to give a little shout out to my, my guy, Nurk, because I, th- I love I, him. I think he's building confidence every single day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, when you shatter your leg the way he did, yeah. I can't imagine how, how you know, every step you're like, you know, you got to build that that confidence in, in you again. Yeah. I just feel like with this team, he's just starting to figure out what his role is more and more each game. And, man, it's it's great to see. I'm confident in him. At I the am beginning too. of the season, I, trust I was like, him. you know, he's a little sloppy around the rim a little bit for my liking. Whatever. It looks like he's getting better and better, and it's great. I, I don't feel like the Suns have had a big that they could throw it down there and you he'd bang a body and try to get to the hoop and get an easy bucket since probably what, maybe Gortat. I mean, maybe. Maybe, maybe. maybe even Shaq. I mean, he, it, like, I don't feel like there's been that guy 
that that you could trust the way that they have been with Nurk. Agree. Uh, which which adds a dimension, right? You need you need a bucket. You need you know try to get to the foul line. You can go to that guy. Absolutely. And they haven't had that in a long time. Mm-hmm. All right, let's look at a few things from the chat here before we do super chats. I do want to um, talk about this one. Gertz Jr. said defense is still terrible. We keep saying with time they'll fix it, but we're almost halfway through the season. I get that it's easy to be um, impatient, but I think with what we're seeing so far with Bradley Beal being back in the lineup, I know this is going to annoy you to say this answer, but I think you should still give it a little bit of time for the defense to also kind of iron itself out now that they've got. I mean, they only gave up 107 points tonight. And they had 11 steals. Like, I mean, I know it's not perfect, and I don't think the defense is ever going to be perfect with this group. I think we talked about it. What do you need to be a top 12, 15 Mm -hmm. defense with, with an offense like this? And I think we've seen flashes over the last three games where you go, okay, I think that they can they can sustain or, or get to that kind of level. And tonight, you got to give a lot of credit. Booker with three steals, Grayson Allen with two, Kevin Durant with three. We saw Bradley Beal with that immensely athletic block yeah. that he had. Like, it's not perfect, but they they're making small strides, and and I can appreciate that with a group that's still trying to get used to each other. Y'all all remember back in the 2000s, 90s, right, when you held a team under 100, it was a big deal, right? That was, do you remember that? Like 90s? 90s? Yeah, 90s. I mean, 90s, 2000, like late 90s, 2000. I I remember it was always like keep your team over under 100. 100. To me, it felt like the 90s were always like, Every well, they game were was in the like 80s 80s and 90s. 90, right? I, yeah, I think yeah, you talk about bad that boys. Was like the bulls. Bar, that was the barometer. Yeah, you know, that you're a bad defense if you don't keep a team under nine. Yeah, yeah, a okay. hundred, okay. like a hundred, was always a barometer. Like it was like keep your team under a hundred and you should win the basketball game. I think in this era, one ten is the new one hundred. It, that's it's I, I I emphatically the league average is one ten. And so that's the new 100. If you keep a team under 110 in today's basketball, it's like keeping a team under 100. And they were at 107 tonight. So I'm not. I have no problem with the defense tonight. Has to get better to some stuff, but they're 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 getting. They're, I see improvement. Actually. Are we grading the team on an unfair defensive scale because we were sold on the thought that Frank Vogel was a defensive genius, but we talked about it. He doesn't have defensive pieces, so why? Why would we expect this to be a top ten, top five defense with pieces that don't don't seem to fit that? I'm I mean, sorry, Larry Lewis. Under a hundred, arenas used to get free food. I, I was for as long as I can remember. Oh, interesting. I uh, I don't think so. It's at least for me not yet because we haven't seen these guys play together very much. So you still got to learn each other. It's it, it's for the first two and a half months of the season, it was a learning curve. And it was a constantly changing learning curve because of all the fluctuation of different players in the lineups day after day after day. So there needs to be some consistency first before you can start to work on that connectivity. Agreed. And I think they're going to start to get to that point. And I don't think they're going to be world beaters on defense by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and, and I would say that, yes, the people that assumed that they would be a top five or ten defense because Frank Vogel's here, they're probably a little misinformed because mm-hmm. – the 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 greater group is not that caliber of defender, but collectively they could be much better than they would have been under another coach. Mm-hmm. So I think as long as they're a top fifteen defense, 
That was my barometer. That doesn't mean if they're not top 15 defense, they're not going to win a championship or get to the playoffs or anything like that. It just means that in my mind, if they are a top 15 defense, it gives them the best chance to reach those ultimate goals as opposed to not. Yeah, I feel like every step below a 15th defense, that offense has to move one step closer mm-hmm. to being number one, mm-hmm. right? You have very little margin for error offensively if you if you slip out of that top 15 in defense. Yeah. I can see that. All right, let's look at a couple super chats here. So James Johnson, thank you for sending us a super chat. They said, played with our fu- our food, but nice win. Go Suns. Where are the trade requests now for Bradley Beal? My guy, number three. That's funny because so many people were like, trade Bradley Beal. I'm like, you know that he's got no trade clause, right? Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people still haven't quite um, grasped that Bradley Beal has the no trade it's, clause yeah. because – the way that it was worded when the trade was made was that he waived the no trade clause yeah. to come to the Suns. He still but that was that. just for that particular yes. move. Um, anyway, I digress. Hey, but- guys, by the way, you know what the Suns defense is right now? They're 13th, 14th. Yeah. So yeah. as bad as it's been, it's still a top 15 mm-hmm. defense mm-hmm. as we speak. Yes. I also want to give another shout out to James Johnson. He sent us a super chat last game at the end of the show. Um, and it came through after we had already signed off, but they said, Saul, how about that Tim Thomas against Lakers? Keep the great stories coming. That's Flex's boy, Tim that's Thomas, my boy. if you didn't know. Like, he yeah. grew up with him. Yeah. It's wild. We, we were just talking about that after you uh, sent that super chat. <laughs> Shout out, Tim Thomas. Uh, all- Patterson Catholic, baby legend. All-time great playoff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but thank you for both of those super chats. We appreciate you. Okay, so Jacob sent us one. Thank you. They said, EG should never be in closing lineup over Grace and Allen. Question mark, question mark, question mark. I would agree. Uh, especially in a game where he was 0 for 3, yeah. where Grayson had hit some shots <laughs> earlier in the game. Yeah. Definitely questionable. Uh, Bobby sent us one. Thank you, Bobby. Said, it wasn't bad, just Beal's – it wasn't just Beal's offense. Don't sleep on his activity and brain on defense. Yeah, yeah we said that several times. Like, he was yeah. great on defense. Yeah. Really liked it. Mm-hmm. Smart plays, for yes. sure. Yeah. Big Vernon sent us one. Thank you, Big Vernon. They said, I'm hearing reports that KD is frustrated with the three wins the Suns just got. Be on the lookout for a trade request. I'm hearing the same thing, man. Be worried. (laughs) I heard he's requesting a a move to Detroit. He wants to lose on the more of the regular. Yeah. 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 I could see that. He's getting tired of all these wins. He said, you know what? I see Detroit. They're losing, and they got money. I got to go. I got to (laughs) go. Gordon sent us one. Thank you, Gordon. They said, Happy New Year's, PHNX crew. Love the show and appreciate y'all very much. Happy New Year. We appreciate you as well. Triple B sent us one. Triple B hooked it up with 50 bucks. Thank you. They said, Happy New Year, everyone. Appreciate the entire PHNX crew. Really enjoy the laughs, shenanigans, and insight you all provide. Love Thank it. you, Triple B. We appreciate Triple you. Thank you, Triple B. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Charles Wodo Pike sent us twenty dollars and twenty four cents in honor one. of twenty twenty four, and said, "Happy New Year, PH Next fam." He's oh, a ri- New Year. He's a ride or die, dude. Yes. Charles Woodall Pike. CWP. If there was like a diehard of the year award or something like that, based on not only the the being in the chats. And participating in all the events. Like he goes to every event. Yes. He is a diehard through and through. He's one of my favorite people. Appreciate you, Charles. We had to take over? Well, speaking of events, okay, we did get a a question in the (laughs) chat from KMR, and they said, Why don't you guys have watch parties for big games? Well, KMR, we do sometimes, and we have other events as well. So 
Why don't we just take a moment to give you guys what's going on in the month of January when it comes to events, because we've got a lot in store for you guys. So first and foremost, on Tuesday, the 16th, we're going to have a takeover at the Footprint Center. So what this is, is you buy a ticket. That ticket includes a ticket to the game and food and beverage pregame. And we all get to gather, eat, drink, social and then we walk over to the arena together. We watch the game together. It's a great time. There is a limited number of tickets, so make sure you get yours sooner rather than later. But again, that one's happening on the 16th when the Suns take on the Kings. And we already had one this year, and it was an absolute blast. I actually blast. think it was probably my favorite one. It was, so it was the favorite so far. Like, we I, had a really good group um, out there this time, and a lot of them bought season passes, so they'll be back out there as well. That was a lot of fun. So that's that. Then we also have watch parties. And our next watch party is going to be on Friday the 19th out at BetMGM at State Farm Stadium, the sports book out there. So that's for all the West Side uh, folks. West we side. like to mix it up a little bit so we can hit the valley um, all across the valley. That one is absolutely free. You just come hang out with us. Uh, BetMGM has great food, great drinks. And, of course, the sports book is right there. They've got tons of TVs. So we're all just going to hang out there and watch the game together. And then we'll do our show from out there. And then on January 24th, that is a Wednesday. First ever. We are going to be having a party at Putting World. It's a putting party. A putting so, party, you guys. So we've done these things before where there were tea parties out there at Davison Ranch on the, on the golf range. And it was fun. It was great. This time it's going to be indoors. Uh, over there at Putting World, uh, we have a whole in bunch Scottsdale. of ga- in Scottsdale, a whole bunch of games set up. Um, you buy your ticket, you come. We're gonna have it's gonna be unlimited, and please tread lightly. Uh, unlimited beer and wine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> unlimited hey. beer and wine. Uh-oh. Uh oh. And uh, you'll have opportunities to win a bunch of prizes. And every TV will have the Suns game on, loudspeakers. You'll be able every single little putting green. You'll be able to see the game clear as day. You won't be able to miss. You won't miss anything. It's going to be such a fun time. Uh, we worked really hard on this for like the last several months. So come out, have a great time, win some prizes, and it, hang yeah, out with us. Place is a hell of a lot of fun. We're yeah. out there for an all employee meeting, and uh, it's it's fun. And they actually read like real greens. It's not like yeah. it's not like I'm going to play mini golf and I yeah, got no. a clown head. I'm no. I'm trying to shoot into this is real. Real golf, real. Putting. I got some video of me nailing a beautiful hole in one on on eighteen, and um, I called it too. But it's going to be a blast. You can get more information on all of those events over at gophnx.com. You can just click the events tab, and it'll give you all the details that you need for all of that. So come hang out with us. Also, Priscilla, come through. Find out. I don't know. Just come through. Come Find through. <laughs> all right, couple more super chats here. Trevor sent us one. Thank you, Trevor. They said, Cards beat Philly and Suns win. Happy New Year. It was a good day for Arizona fans. ASU, too. That's right. That's right. Come on, man. Are you really trying to get loud with you, man? (laughs) We lost. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. All right. What's ASU ranked? All right. All right. Go to Tech Reviews also sent us one. Thank you. They said, great game. Orlando is no slouch. Fourth quarter win two. Orlando's a tough team. They're very good. They're a tough team. Very good team. Listen, the Suns handled business tonight. For the other night when we were talking about, well, it's just Charlotte. It's just Charlotte. Orlando's not Charlotte. Orlando's a very good team. They're going to be a playoff team. Hell, they might be a top six seed in the East. Yeah. That's how good they are. 
Like they're no slouch. Well coached the, too. The the Suns, I felt like they're they're starting to figure it out, starting to build that chemistry. It's great. Like this is a good win, solid win. Am yeah. I am I the only one that wants to actually read some of GoTo's tech reviews now? That we, <laughs> I read that name. All, I need to know. Like, like are, are these quality tech, tech reviews? reviews? Like, what are we talking about? Here? <laughs> yeah, like, like, am, am I gonna buy the right phone because of your advice? I need to know. This is true. Can you can can you? Please convince Flex to get an iPhone. I was just about to say, can you Please. convince them to stop making me try to get a damn iPhone? We need our blue bubbles back. We need our normal emojis. For the birds. I need to be able to leave the oh group chat. Every time I send a picture, it just says, error. Because of you. Trash. Oh, Actually, man. thank you for being part of the group chat. <laughs> uh, all right. Last uh, super chat, then we'll do a couple other things, and we'll come back. Larry Lewis also sent us one. They sent us 20 bucks. Thank you, Larry. They said, Happy New Year, everyone. Good win to bring in the year. Can't wait to catch a flight and hang with everyone at the takeover. Yes. Thanks again, Saul. Love you guys. Yeah, Larry Lewis, Larry. let's go. Yeah, we, awesome. we, we connected on Instagram. I'm going to hook him up with some stuff. Man. That's he's, dope. he's been a diehard, man. He's contributed a lot of money to, to the cause and to Super Chats. He's a... He's a faithful guy, man. I really appreciate him. Yes. Can't wait to meet you, Larry. Awesome. Larry! Uh, okay, and then we also, real quickly, nobody won their bets tonight. So RIP our standings. We all lost 10 bucks. But if you think you can do better than us, which at this rate maybe you can, you should definitely download the BetMGM Sportsbook app right now. They have a $1,500 first bet offer going on. When you sign up using the bonus code PHNX, all you have to do is place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10. And if that bet loses, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Suck it, Ontario. And of course, if you are looking for a great inner circle to join for the new year, you can't go wrong with our friends over at Circle K. It's a, mem a free membership program with a ton of perks like saving 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips. You get every six free on a selection of Circle K products. And of course, they always just are wanting to hook you up with some sort of a goodie or coupon or something of the sort. So Make sure you join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. Before, before we get to Gerald, can I just pour one out for my homie? Sure. Anthony Totri. Aw. Because he lost in our fantasy football championship Damn. by half a point. Dang. Oh, God. Damn. So Jettis got 11 what? and a half. 122.26 to 121.88. That's brutal. <laughs> when you lose by a po point something, not oh, good. <laughs> All right. It's time. In the darkness, beyond the light, there shall only be one. Welcome to Welcoming in now the fifth member of our squad, Gerald Borgay, writer over at gophnext.com. Gerald, what's going on? How you doing? I'm doing great. My uh, asymptomatic went to symptomatic real quick, but see. we're doing okay. We're pushing. Oh, no. Keep money. I can see, baby. I feel you going through it. 
Hey, Thug Life, man, I appreciate I can see it, brother. Thank you for being here, man. What he's saying is you look like shit, Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) You know I love you, dude. Well, Gerald, we're glad you're here, and we're glad the Suns rounded out the year with a win. What did Frank Vogel have to say after tonight's W? Yeah, I mean, I think they're on the same page in terms of they've been putting together some solid efforts now for the last couple of games. Obviously, the bench didn't contribute much, but Frank Vogel was saying, you know, there's going to be nights like that where the starters do a lot of the heavy lifting, and they were up to the task tonight. You know, the big three went off. Nurk had a great game. Grayson Allen has continued to play really well. So uh, it was it was a, another step in the right direction. I, I think you could look at the last two wins and say, okay, the Rockets are a 500 team. You know, the, the, uh, the Charlotte Hornets are not a good team. But this is a legitimate playoff team, uh, the top three defense in the NBA with the Magic. So for them to put up points that easily, the starting five to kind of have their way with a really good and, and lengthy Magic team, uh, I think they were feeling pretty good about that one. Gerald, uh, did did anybody talk about just having, you know, some some type of chemistry and starting to feel a little bit de- uh, together? Uh, now it's game two. I know they played, you know, one game before, but like this is like the second game back to back. Now they're starting to maybe get into a little bit of a rhythm. At least it felt like it out there. Yeah, you know, Frank Vogel, he had mentioned like those big three, they all play the right way. Um, and he felt like the balance was pretty good in terms of them reading plays, making the right reads, that sort of thing. Uh, and Bradley Beal had said, like, yeah, it's looked pretty good so far offensively. Um, uh, he called the defense tragic again, which I think last game he had called it trash. So he's That's very much up. of the opinion they can they Is can improve in that regard. I don't know. I feel like tragic might be worse. Than worse? Might be worse. <laughs> I think tragic is better. No, no tragic is worse. If I say something is trash, like no, it's way worse. Yeah, I think it would might you rather be called tragic or trash? I'd rather be called neither. Tragic is worse because Eric's I feel like the there's a level of pity with it. Uh, no, but I think I think pity is better than you're trash. I'd just throw you away and ignore you. I'd rather listen. Oh, I'd rather oh, be called. No. Tragic. I think you're trash. talking about yeah. the court, though. I think that's how we. I think on the court, when somebody call you trash, that's the worst thing. Yeah, but yeah. slang wise these I, days, I feel like trash but, but, is worse. But I think I but think I, I think trash. I'm. I don't. I don't know, man. What do you think, Bradley Beal is a mean girl? <laughs> Uses the word tragic like that. Nobody's cool say, enough to keep up with slang. I will say this: I do like that Brad Beal keeps on saying this and I do like that he's holding himself and the team accountable because he knows they need to be better defensively. Yeah. G, I got a question about Eric Gordon. He only took three shots tonight in 30 minutes. I I felt like it was part of the entire system and flow of the game. I don't feel like there was any malicious intent, like he did anything wrong or the team was icing him out. Ain't nothing like that. I just feel like uh, he, he fell into the flow of the game. Did anybody talk about that? Did Coach talk about the fact that Eric only took three shots or did he say anything? Yeah, Frank actually did address that. He said, you know, you look at the last two games, he's knocked down a franchise record 14 threes. That's the most in Suns history over any two-game span. The Magic are obviously a good team. They looked at that and they weren't as keen to help off of him a lot like the last two games. So uh, Eric Gordon's gravity, his space out there was solid for that reason. Um, and they weren't they were not gonna give him the types of threes that he enjoyed the last two games, that's for sure. Okay. 
did when you were listening to Bradley Beal after, I'm starting to wonder if he's the kind of the the energy and maybe even somewhat the vocal leader because calling the defense trash and then tragic <laughs> in back to back games seemed more uh, more than we've heard from other guys in, in in different ways as well. Did you get the feeling uh, listening to him and watching tonight that 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 may be the case? I think so, and I think it might. I don't know if it's about Beal directly, but there is something to the fact that we've seen over these last couple of games, the Suns play with joy again. You know, Bradley Beal was talking about that as well in his post-game comments. And, you know, he was saying that he's a very religious guy. So he was saying he got a sermon today that put him in the right mindset. But for him, it was about going out there and kind of playing with that kid mindset that he's had. He was like, you know, I've been playing since I was five. And back then when I played, I didn't earn a dollar for it. And, you know, coming back from injury with all the pressure that we have on us to kind of show people what this team can do, it's easy to kind of get caught up in that instead of focusing on just playing with that joy and enjoying the game and and playing the right way. And it feels like that is something that is infectious for the rest of this group when they have their full complement of guys available. I, I do think the skid that we saw after Bradley Beal went down, especially in that New York game, was a byproduct of just kind of the mental and emotional toll of like, man, we're doing this again. Like we, we can't stay healthy again. We were just about to get things on track. And, and I think that might've been something that we um, didn't pay enough attention to or didn't emphasize enough with this group because it can weigh on you. And I think now that he's back, now that everybody knows, okay, we can get this thing going for real. We're starting to see the results on the court. We're starting to see a lot of the bench reactions that we've seen in recent games. and it feels like this group is is coming together on and off the court now that they don't have this kind of cloud looming overhead. Yeah, it's absolutely been a lot more enjoyable, both as a fan, obviously working within this space, and I'm sure just being a part of the organization as a player as well in the last couple of games than it has pretty much the rest of the season. But here's more from Bradley Beal himself on that joy. For sure. You know, I think uh, a lot of times we – get so caught up in you know you know proving to you guys what we can do and being on the floor and being available and we we put a lot of pressure on ourselves as athletes to you know do what we do I think I remember last time I was sitting up here like what we do isn't normal you know I I, I preach that a lot and um I think that kind of just set me back I think the, you know my whenever I came back from injuries you know I'm always just like I gotta be I gotta be out there I gotta help I gotta contribute it's like, man, you know, just enjoy the game. You know, we, we've been playing this game since I can remember. I was five years old, you know, and, and when I first started playing, I didn't make a dollar, you know, but it was fun. It was energetic. It was the best sport you can play. And it was just me getting back to that kid mindset, man, of, you know, just enjoying the game, you know, never let anybody steal their joy. And, you know, you go out there, like you said, you play with enthusiasm, win, lose, or draw, but knowing that you you enjoyed, you know, Using utilizing your blessings as best you can. Flex, how would you describe the Suns' defense tonight? Well, I, I honestly, man, I, I just think we was atrocious tonight. I think the defense was atrocious, and we got to get our shit together. Uh, I'm sorry, Flex. I believe the term is cheeks. The defense was cheeks tonight, or bouquet, if you prefer. Crystal, so. that was a hilarious comment in the chat. That had us all laughing. <laughs> Uh, Gerald, what else was one of the takeaways from talking with uh, players and coaches? Yeah, I mean, I think they're all very aware that 
as in terms of keeping opponents off the offensive glass, that needs to be a focus for them. We saw it in the first half. They had eight offensive rebounds, I think 19 second chance points, something like that. And in the second half, they did a really good job of clamping down on that. Um, the defense got a little lax with allowing some of those open threes, but they know if they're going to continue to start this group and go with Grayson Allen in the starting lineup to really add to their offensive firepower, they're going to be undersized, especially against teams like the Magic. So a couple of guys, you know, Vogel, um, Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, they all brought up that they have to be better in that regard in team rebounding. And I think that's something we'll need to keep an eye on because it is one of their bigger weaknesses when they go with that smaller starting lineup. I have one more thing for Gerald, if you guys don't. Yeah, you, guys you, good? you guys all good with Gerald? Yep. Yeah. All right, Gerald. What are you talking about basketball-wise? Yeah, yeah, basketball-wise. Okay. Well, the only thing I have left is just we did put a poll in the chat. Uh, 57% said trash is worse, and 43% said tragic is worse. Ha! Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, well, let's. I want to ask the poll. Uh, I'm not going to ask them to, to vote on whether this was trash or tragic, but I do want them to rate this on a scale of one to ten. Since it is New Year's Eve, uh, let's give Eddie some love and see his fit tonight on the broadcast uh, because uh, it was pretty sharp. It was a little velvety. Uh, you know, he had the glasses. He had the little red tie going on. It's a little. You know the picture doesn't do it too much justice. The but. picture makes him look like an eighty-year-old man that they wheeled out there. Vibes. Oh, yeah. He's vampire got vampire vibes. vibes with the um, what are these called on the suit jacket? Lapels. Lapels. Lapels yes, yeah. I feel like they give off vampire vibes. No. Nah, I, I like the velvet suit jacket. I, I gave I it. Like it. it. I gave it an eight. Mad at I gave it. it an eight. I could have. The tie drops it to an eight for me. Why? It was a, it was kind of that nineties vibe kind of tie with a lot going uh, on. Okay. Right. I, you know, I you know, so I'll give him an eight. Out EJ of 10. EJ looked like he was going to the club in Harlem Nights, the, the <laughs> Kit Kat Club. <laughs> I love it, EJ. Keep it coming, baby. Chicago's finest. Oh, I'll say, I'll say if you stood him next to Anthony Totri, I'd give him an 11 for for True. the way he looked tonight. True. So. What about uh, you, Lynn? What about me? What did you give? What would you give him? Oh, I'll give him an eight. There you go. Oh, I, I didn't, also I didn't... am not a huge fan of the tie with that specific jacket because I do think the lapel on that jacket is very extra and not in a bad way. It just is. So I think you kind of have a more you should have a more yeah. subtle time. Gerald, we know we know hold on, we know Eddie. Eddie is extra. I know. So yeah. that's all right. I know. <laughs> Gerald? I'm I'm going I'm going nine. I'm kind of with you, Linz. It, it gives me some very what we do in the shadows vibes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My uh, fish grace yeah. ten. I didn't get a number, but I'm giving EJ a ten. That's a that's an OG move. I do love a velvet a jacket. That's an OG though. move. He looked like that's an OG right there. I want to go to the club with Eddie now. You got I mean, Eddie looking sweet. You got Eddie looking like a vampire, me looking like an energy vampire. Or or Gerald. I, I, that. <laughs> energy vampire? Yeah, you never show. watch what we do in the shadows. I thought he was a bowler. Well, no, I I look like an Italian mobster I also. So Stop, yo. Rob Crandall. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop, bro. I mean, it does give off low key bowler vibes, but I'm not mad at it. Oh my I'm God. I didn't see either. that till you said, now nah, I can't stop. I you. just noticed it. That's what I love you. All right, guys. Uh, before we <laughs> head out of here and say goodbye, uh, any final thoughts as we close out? 2023, just yeah, as got, a whole? We got another one tomorrow. <laughs> so get to rest, Gerald. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you feel better, Gerald. Uh, Thanks, guys. I, I'm working on it. I will say this. Uh, you know, a, We've had a phen phenomenal year. 
Thank you guys uh, for for being part of our chat. Thank you guys for for all the work that you guys have done, and Eric behind the scenes, and Emma before him, and everybody else that's contributed. This year we took a huge jump. I think we had like two million downloads and views last year, and we jumped to eleven million this year plus. Wow. So it's a, it's been significant. We want to grow even bigger, and we need your help to do that. So spread the love, spread the wealth, and uh, let's get this uh, chat even bigger and better next year. Yes, absolutely. We appreciate we appreciate you guys a ton for being here um, and hanging out with us throughout the years and uh, continuing to come back and hang out with us as well. Please be so, safe tonight. Yes, yes, please have a safe evening and uh, join us tomorrow on New Year's Day as the Suns take on the Blazers. We'll have a pregame show for you guys 30 minutes before tip off and, of course, a postgame show as well. So until we see you tomorrow, you can follow the show on social at phnx underscore sons. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Flex at Flex from Jersey. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Honey, I got the bag in the car. Meet me at the alley. We're going to go bowling <laughs> for New Year's. Rat <laughs>